Hello from Philly. Yes, we're in Philadelphia on the Home Run on Wheels MLB Stadium Tour as we continue to raise awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. And Patty, I feel like we're going to eat our way through Philadelphia up here. Um, last night, we we actually did Pat's and Geno's. Well, they're right next to each other, right across yeah. the street from each other. We had one we shared at Pat's. We had to do a comparison. And the comparison was Pat's is far superior. Hands down, definitely Pat's is better. Yeah, so you heard it here. Home run on wheels. Tweet at us, at me, Ron underscore Clements. Comment on the Facebook page, Home Run on Wheels. Comment on the Instagram account, Home Run on Wheels. Uh, get in touch with us at homerunonwheels.com and let us know what you think. Because we're, we're going to be in Philly for another few days. We leave here Monday morning. We'll leave and, and go to uh, uh, North Jersey for our stay uh, to see the Yankees. But we're here. I mean, we've already received a bunch of cheesesteak recommendations since we've been. I mean, in the day we've been here. <laughs> we have. And if we're going to be trying all these things, and as you said, eating our way through Philly, we're going to have to get some workouts in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to pull the weights out from the uh, uh, from the basement storage on the RV. For sure. Oh, show. So, we're actually kind of doing like an urban camping thing in Philadelphia. It's uh, kind of cool. It's a, a converted like warehouse shipyard. It is actually a parking lot. Park and ride. You can, they got shuttles that run you in, uh, into the, the main part of the city. We're in South Philadelphia, and it's, it's kind of a neat setup. Yeah, we can see the skyline from here. Mm-hmm. It's definitely industrial in this area, and it's definitely a parking lot. But the convenience of it, it you can't be beat. No, not at all. And so Keith, we're looking forward to taking advantage of that. Keith, the manager here, who recommended we go to Jim's Cheesesteak, by the way, or Jim Steaks, uh, he has been super accommodating. And, 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 uh, but yeah, I mean, we got everything we need, even though you know we're, we, there aren't a lot of trees around here. Uh, <laughs> and we're backed up against a U.S. Border Patrol uh, uh, and Customs building. But, you know, we got our power, we got our water, we got a sewer dump, so we're good. We got internet, we're good. We do have internet, yes. That's <laughs> very, very, very important. That's how we're uploading this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's even a secured line, which is nice. But, so today on the podcast, pretty excited. We got an international flavor here on the podcast. So I want to kind of set this up where how we even learned of the Jewish National Fund and Project Baseball in Israel. Because on the podcast today, we have Peter Kurz. He is the general manager of the Israeli Baseball National Team, and he's also the director of the Jewish National Fund's Project Baseball, where they are building baseball fields for kids over in Israel. When we started this trip, we had no idea, because neither of us are Jewish, we had no idea the Jewish National Fund existed. 
we definitely had no idea Project Baseball existed. Right. We were in Jupiter, actually. Yeah, Roger Dean Stadium. And we saw a table, and they had little bats they were giving away and sign, just giving people information about what, what they are doing and what Project Baseball is about. Yeah, it was this woman named Michelle who was uh, manning the table. And we, we were kind of intrigued. We were like, what is Project Baseball? So we told her about our trip and uh, tried to raise awareness and help kids. And she told us how they're helping kids by building these baseball fields uh, over in Israel. And, you know, it brought me back to what Celeste Dominguez, the CEO of Children's Hope Alliance, told us when we were starting this thing. When she was like, if, there's a, if, if there are organizations out there helping children, we don't care how they're helping children as long as they are helping children. And the Jewish National Fund, through Project Baseball, is helping kids, not just in the U.S., but especially over in Israel. And, you know, the, the needs of children are not exclusive to the United States. No, they're not. And it's a great tie-in as well to baseball. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about, and various guests of ours have talked about, the first experience with baseball and seeing that field, that green field for the first time. Over in Israel, they are building brand new baseball stadiums so the kids over in Israel who can't really get to a Major League Baseball game can kind of have that experience of seeing that green grass for the first time. And it was kind of funny how we, like what drew us to that table at Roger Dean Stadium to even speak with Michelle was that she had these little bats that they were handing out. And we spoke with her. She gave us a little bat. And then we went into the Cardinals Marlins team store at Roger Dean Stadium. Yes, I had to get some Cardinals and spring training gear, of course. But through that, I don't even know which one of us had the bat. I think it was me. It was you. Don't which one of us had it. You had it. <laughs> and I set it down. And then I forgot it. So we went back. And they actually had that bat because it did belong to the store. They had like Marlins and Cardinals bats, but they didn't have a Jewish National Fund bat. Well, clearly, there was a giveaway. Yeah. Well, they actually had it behind the counter, so they gave it to us, but then... Yeah, somehow we ended up with two bats. I have no idea how. Uh, it had to have been down by the <laughs> down by our seats or something. I don't know. Yeah, picked it up. Anyway, uh, after this word from Children's Home Alliance on how you can get involved... And help some kids. We will speak with Peter Kurz, the general manager of the Israeli national baseball team, as well as the director of Project Baseball. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. And welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. We are here with uh, Peter Kurz, 
who is a New York native, but he spent about the last three decades in Israel. He is the Jewish National Fund Project Baseball Director. He's the general manager of the Israeli Baseball National Team, and he is the president of the Israel Baseball Association. Peter, thank you, and uh, are you wearing enough hats? Uh, yes, well, thank you for all those titles that you just gave me now. <laughs> I do have all those titles, this is true, and I, I also have a, have a job that it pays me something. <laughs> Um, explain what Project Baseball is and uh, how it got started. Uh, Project Baseball got started about 10 years ago when the JNF was involved with, um, with Israel Baseball. Um, actually, 11 years ago, we had a professional league in Israel for one summer. Um, it was a great league. There were six teams. There were 120 players. Um, they came here, Israelis, Americans, um, six guys from the Dominican Republic, from Japan that was a player, from Europe. Um, there was a professional league. We had six teams, as I mentioned before. Art Shamsky, Ron Bloomberg uh, were, were managers um, of different teams. It lasted one summer. The JNF got involved at that time, and after that, they developed Project Baseball. Project Baseball is helping the IAB, the Israel Association of Baseball, to develop baseball in this country and to build fields. Um, there's no doubt that the cliche that says that uh, if you build it, they will come is extremely true. Um, when kids come to our one decent field in Israel, which is in Petach Tikva, their eyes just open up and they're amazed. You know, you, know, you can all know what it's like when you saw your first, uh, your first professional baseball game and saw that green baseball field. Well, that's what it's like for kids when they come to the fields over here. What are some other benefits for these kids who are uh, not only learning baseball, but, but, but able to play baseball over there? Uh, you know, I mean, Israel is, is very much of a Western country um, where we're very much aligned with Western Europe. There's also a, a huge American influence. Um, we call them Anglo-Saxons, Americans that came over from the States and from Canada to Israel to live here. Um, so the kids growing up in this country don't really have the baseball culture that kids in America have. Um, so, so the, you know, over the last couple of years, they, they see ESPN and there's Fox, there's Fox Sports here. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, if you're a New York Mets fan, you're able to watch most of the New York Mets games. By the way, I've, out of 162 games, there are only 35 games that are at 1 o'clock in the afternoon that can be seen here at 8 o'clock at night. So we have our <laughs> Sunday night baseball games. But otherwise, all the rest of the games are at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, which makes it a little bit difficult to see baseball. So it's difficult for kids to get the baseball culture. And what the JNF is trying to do, it's, along with the Israel Association of Baseball, is to bring that culture here to Israel, to have the kids play. Um, a few years ago, they were playing once a week for a couple of hours. Now, really good kids are playing four or five times a week. Um, we're developing a much better professional side of baseball. There's an academy where our elite players between the ages of 14 and 18 go to the academy and learn how to play baseball that much better. We send players overseas to the MLB Academy in, in Europe. Um, a lot of our players go to the States afterwards after they do their army service here because here in Israel, everybody between the ages of 18 and 21 does army service. So a lot of our guys, uh, one of our guys in particular is going to be going to JUCO um, starting in September. We have a few other guys who are at D1 and D3 schools in the States. So they get they, they learn baseball here, they get better at baseball, and then later on they're able to go to colleges and, and play in the States and bring that back here afterwards. Baseball is kind of, uh, I, I referred to it in our podcast episode last week, baseball is a game of failure. You can fail three times out of ten and still be, be considered successful. What kind of life lessons is is baseball teaching these kids i mean baseball is sports in general in israel as well as in europe um is very much um elite player oriented you don't have like you have in the states where you have a lot of the little leagues and the younger leagues for for a mass of players coming out and coming to play 
um, in Europe and in in in, uh, in Israel, especially in soccer and basketball, which are the two most popular sports, they very much look to have those kids at the top of the pyramid and to and to put a lot of the emphasis on those kids at the top of the pyramid. In baseball here in Israel, we try to get everybody involved. We started the, at an age of six. Um, of them playing baseball in leagues, it's obviously it's it's much much more less less competitive kind of basis for the first few years. Um, afterwards, they get a little bit more competitive. But we're trying to get everybody involved as much as they can. And it's true in baseball, you really need to be very humble um, because in most cases, in most times, you 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 don't you don't succeed. <clears throat> and that's something that an Israeli kid is very difficult for him to realize, to understand, and to and to uh, to adapt to because Israelis. In their way of life and the way we are surrounded by our enemies, we really have to succeed almost every single time we do anything, um, especially in the military, for example. Um, so being able to be in a baseball situation where you do fail most of the time, and those few times when you do succeed, you can really learn to appreciate it and, and take that on with you later on in life um, into other things that you do like army service and like later on in life becoming a you know regular job and working and everything. Right. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's kind of... <sighs> Cool. I was talking to Jamison Tyon of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, and and he kind of made that. He's like, you know, if if you hit three hundred for your career, you're going to the Hall of Fame, and and you know that's that's getting a hit three out of every ten times. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny. And I did borrow that uh, term, game of failure, from that interview I did with uh, Jamison Tyon because it's very much true. Uh, he he was like, as a pitcher, I could give up three runs in seven innings, and that's considered good. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, baseball is definitely a game of failures because most people fail more times than they, than they, than they succeed. Um, and three out of 10 is, is very good for a baseball player, but you also have to realize that if you're a pilot in the Israeli air force, um, if you're only getting three out of 10, you're going to get your ass wiped. Um, and, and Israeli, uh, the Israeli pilots do not miss seven out of 10 times. They miss maybe, maybe once out of 10 times. Um, and that's very rare. So again, playing baseball is definitely a humbling experience. Um, you learn to deal with failure, which is important to do. Um, also in the Israeli military, when, they, when there's a failure, they, they, they investigate it. They see why it failed, why they failed. They try to learn their lessons from it so that next time they don't fail. And it's the same thing in baseball. Um, it's more important to see sometimes why you struck out and on what pitch you struck out so the next time you won't strike out instead of being able to succeed, see where you succeeded when you hit a home run. Um, because you don't want to strike out as much. You want to hit home runs more. That's true. So you can also learn from that, but you also have to learn from your failures. That's what's important. Oh, without a doubt. Um, what kind of impact have you seen in the growth of baseball since the uh, sixth-place finish in the World Baseball Classic last year? Um, well, we had, we've had we had great growth um, when we uh, were first in the World Baseball Classic five years ago when we lost in the uh, in the qualifiers to Spain. Um, in 10 innings, we had, uh, at the time, we had about 400 kids playing in the IAB. Um, and today, <clears throat> six years later, we have over 1,000 kids playing. Um, so there's no doubt that the last year um, since that sixth-place finish, we've had a, had a larger growth. I can't really determine exactly how much. I'll know better at the end of the school year um, when, we, when, we do, when we do our figures. But there's definitely been more, um, more people coming out wanting to play baseball. There's more attention towards baseball. Um, again, ba- baseball is not a major sport in Israel. The major sports are soccer and basketball. But baseball is growing. It's getting there. Um, when the WBC was going on, um, after we won our first game, they, they had me on, uh, on, on articles about us in the, in the sports columns. After our second win against, uh, against uh, uh, Taiwan, they had me on uh, sports talk shows, um, on sports channels. After our third win against Holland, we won, uh, when we won the, the, uh, the, the, the Korean division, um, they had me already on sports, on sports television shows by Skype. 
Um, they had me on there. They were interviewing me. And we won our fourth game against Cuba. I was on the nightly news. So we definitely um, we definitely made it in terms of Israeli publicity. Uh, people before the WBC didn't know exactly what baseball was. Um, today, everybody knows about Israel baseball. Um, there's there's a lot a lot better level of play in Israel today because we're getting a lot more athletic. Um, some of the WBC players are going to be coming over in uh, in October. They're coming to Israel. Six of them, by the way, are in the process of getting Israeli citizenship. Um, they're they're going through the whole process. They're going to be coming to Israel in October um, to finalize that Israeli citizenship. They won't be living in Israel because they'll have to be pursuing their their baseball careers, which they cannot do here. Um, but because they have citizenship, they'll be able to play for the Israel Olympic team. Yeah, and we're cool. looking to build a very strong Olympic team that can play in the Olympics and compete in the Olympic qualifiers in 2020. And we're looking to be the European representative of the Olympics. And that's your first scoop for me. So you <laughs> heard it first here. Nice. Thank you. As Americans, why is it important to support baseball in Israel? Um, as Americans supporting baseball, it's important to support baseball everywhere in the world. Um, Europe, I was the vice president of European baseball. In Europe, we have 150,000 players playing baseball in Europe. Um, in Holland is, is, the, is the powerhouse of, of European baseball, the Netherlands, um, also Italy, Germany, um, the Czech Republic. Um, Israel is important because uh, Israel has one major ally in the world, and that's America. Um, and Israel and America go very much hand in hand together in terms of culture, in terms of lifestyle, um, in terms of, uh, of military uh, prowess uh, in the Middle East, and certainly in terms of baseball and basketball, by the way. Um, both of those sports are very, very important to, uh, to Americans and also to Israelis. Um, basketball, an American brought basketball to Israel 40 years ago, um, and I think he didn't think that 37 years later, uh, the first Israeli will be playing in the NBA. That's Omri Kaspi, who's playing in the NBA right now, the first native Israeli. And I hope that uh, in, in 20 years, because baseball came to Israel about 20 years ago, and in 20 years, I hope we don't get our first Israeli player in MLB. I hope it comes a lot earlier. What is your first like MLB memory as a New Yorker? Um, well, my first memory is probably going back to when I was like six or seven years old, um, but my first big memory is when I was 12 years old, it was 1969, as a New Yorker, and you know, every New Yorker in 1969 remembers the Miracle Mets, and remembers what was going on in that year, and that got me um, really hooked up to baseball, and hooked onto baseball. By the way, two years earlier, in 1967, as a New Yorker, I came to Israel for, the, for my second time, because I have a lot of relatives in Israel, and I came two weeks after the Six-Day War, and that made me fall in love with this country. So two things happened when I was 10 years old and 12 years old that are really dictating my life today, Israel and baseball. That's really cool. So how can people here get involved uh, through the JNF with uh, Israeli baseball, or with uh, Project Baseball? The, if, right. If you go on the, on the, on the JNF website, um, jnf.org, I believe, um, you get on there and you look for the Project Baseball. There's a Project Baseball uh, 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 link there, and you can get on there and you can donate money to Project Baseball. And whatever you donate there will go directly to building. We want to build two fields this year, um, one in Renana and one in Beit Shemesh. Beit Shemesh is about halfway to between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Renana is just north of Jerusalem, uh, just north of Tel Aviv, excuse me. Um, and whatever monies that you give will be going towards those two fields, and we hope to build those two fields. By the end of 2018, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, if you build it, they will come. And I have no doubt that if we build those two fields, we'll see we'll be able to double and triple the amount of kids playing baseball in Israel. Peter Kerr is building the Field of Dreams in Israel. Field, fields of Dreams, right? 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Peter. That's Peter Kurz, the uh, GM of the Israeli baseball team, as well as other titles uh, on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. We really appreciate it, Peter. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, and Patty, I am really glad I'm not writing an article for what Peter Kerr said, because he talks really, really fast, and I would not want to transcribe that. But part of that is, you can tell he's really excited and passionate about the work they're doing. He's definitely passionate about it. So I found it interesting that he talked about that they did not have a little league, and there was a lot of emphasis on elite players in baseball and, and whatever other sports. But now, with this organization, they are giving children this type of experience like a little league in the yeah, U.S. It's a lot more inclusive. Right. And so you, you can develop kids into these so-called elite players. And, you know, because you know, if you're playing soccer or you're playing basketball, you got good. You, you weren't always just good. You got good through practice and through competitiveness, and that's what they're trying to create with baseball uh, over there. So you can't. You know, he, he mentioned having to wait twenty plus years to for Israel to have an NBA player, an Israeli-born NBA player, and he's hoping we hope we don't have to wait that long for another twenty years to get a to get an Israeli-born baseball player in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and it's important what they're teaching the kids, right? It, it's teaching them to deal with failure, uh, to be humble, learn from their mistakes. And that is not anything exclusive to the countries of the United States or Israel. No, that's important everywhere. It's a universal message. Absolutely. You, know, you think about the kids who we're trying to raise awareness to get people involved to help. And these kids have a lot of adversity. And I think through baseball especially if they can watch a baseball game and get out to a Major League Baseball game. The, the kids, we've been able to get to professional baseball games so far, and we've been what, about 100, 100 kids so far since we've been able to uh, get out to a professional baseball game. You know, they see this, and you know, a guy strikes out, guy hits into a grounder, guy hits a home run. You know, that's one for three. You know, he failed two out of three times, but, man, everybody sure celebrated that, that one success. And I'll go back to what I, my interview with Jamison Tyon that we had on the podcast earlier where he was talking about overcoming adversity and stringing together successes. You know, string together good days. If you're having a bad day, if you're feeling down in the dumps, if, if, especially if, if you're a kid and you don't know where your next meal is coming from, you know, just like, just try to be a kid and focus on the positives. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard, but... 
I think that's how you kind of over overcome the doldrums. Well, and you never know where those positive experiences are going to lead kids or adults. But Peter talked about his experiences when he was 10 and 12 and how that led him to where he is now. Just going back to that positive experience, you never know where that experience might lead someone and hopefully it gives them a leg up or gives them something to draw from in the future. Exactly. And yeah, it's the kind of experiences we're trying to, uh, to create for these kids at a major league baseball game. Just give them a nice, positive experience. We were able to do it in Miami. We were able to do it with a couple minor league games in Greensboro and Durham. And we were efforting to, to make it happen elsewhere. We were kind of had a scheduling conflict with an organization in uh, uh, Philadelphia. Um, turning points for children they do great work up here but it just uh, didn't work out and uh, I really didn't reach out to any other organizations I thought I, I thought we were gonna be able to do something with uh, turning points but it didn't work out but uh, turning points for children in, in, in Philadelphia they do great work uh, strong advocates for kids and um, uh, we'll be thinking about the, the work they do when we go to see the Pirates and Phillies play Friday at Citizens Bank Park then next week after our podcast goes live Monday morning. We will hit the road again, and we will head to North Jersey. Uh, we're going to be staying in uh, Jersey City, right across the harbor from uh, Manhattan, and we're taking Twins Yankees at, at Yankee Stadium. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to exploring Philly a little more, and we don't have to go much further, actually, to get to... No, it's only a couple hours, yeah. Well, have a great weekend. Uh, follow the Home Run on Wheels social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram, Home Run on Wheels, Twitter, Ron underscore Clements. Get in touch with us at homerunonwheels.com, and you can kind of see all the photos we'll be posting from Citizens Bank Park and Philadelphia this weekend. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.